Welcome to the From the Flats podcast, your destination for the latest in Georgia Tech athletics. Now, here's your host, Wiley Ballard. Well, fans, there's no better way to start off another episode of From the Flats than being joined by a Yellow Jacket Hall of Famer, three-time All-ACC selection, over 1,600 points in his four years on the Flats and a national championship game appearance to boot back in 2004. That'd be the newest member of the Georgia Tech Mets basketball staff, B.J. Elder. And, and B.J., I think what you're you're best known for is the infestation of those Respect Your Elder posters <laughs> uh, over at Alexander Memorial Coliseum for several years. I mean, those things were popping up left and right. Right, right. That was a, was a fun time, man, a really fun time um, you know, being a part of such a great team and also having – now you know being back and having some recognition you know recently and just to realize how much fans really appreciated you know what we did on the floor what's it been like the last couple of weeks being back on campus you know you obviously been back before mm-hmm. but now in an official capacity it's, it's a, I mean honestly the first day was a little weird um you know I'm walking around and I'm you know seeing things that look familiar you know some things that don't a lot has changed but then just thinking like wow you know I played here which was great you know, never did I think I would actually be working here, you know, as you know, being a part of the basketball staff. So, man, I'm really excited about it. What's changed the most? I'm always at the buildings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the brick and mortar. Right, right, right. I would say the buildings. Um, you know, um, just thinking about some of my responsibilities, you know, in my role, you know, having to check on the guys and making sure they're in class. And I remember walking up the hill. You know, I remember College of Management, but then, you know, I have to jog my memory sometimes on the names <laughs> of the um, actual buildings. So uh, I got to the top of the hill uh, my first day looking for scowls. I was right in front of it, yeah. <laughs> but, I had to, but I had to call and, like, double check <laughs> yeah, to make sure that I was in the right place. So, uh, you know, I think it'll come back to me the more, the more I move around. Well, before we get too far into what you're doing today, I think we'd, we'd be missing a great opportunity if we didn't reminisce a little bit from your playing days. I'm curious, what is, and maybe this is an easy question, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ask it anyway. What is your favorite memory uh, as a player, obviously beating Duke and Cameron, uh, Jared Jack's last second shot over Carolina and Greensboro in the tournament, and of course the run in 04. Um, I think it would have to be probably the run in 04. Um, you know, it's, it's crazy that um, I, I remember, you know, my recruiting visit with Coach Hewitt, he actually sat down and told me and my parents that we would be in the final four my junior year which is crazy <laughs> yeah which is crazy he knew something. right yeah. <laughs> right which is crazy but for that to actually happen and to see you know the process of that happening like how much guys were engaged in the summer leading up to that year was probably I'm for sure probably the best summer we had as a group just as far as competing guys pushing each other and, you know, it's kind of we were doing it on our own on our own because it's not like now where, you know, you get those hours in the summer to practice. You know, back then, you know, I, I'm getting old because I, <laughs> I say back then. Still, still, still <laughs> right, 21st right, century, all right? Right. You know, you weren't allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. So we had to get in the gym on our own. And, I mean, we would just go in there, man, every day and just really go at it. And I think that it caused us to come closer as a group and kind of, you know, help help us go on their run. Well, and, and freshman gym had such great air conditioning. I'm sure you guys were nice and comfortable, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
I think that's the best place to work out. It's oh, funny yeah. now that old guys come back and they still want to go into the freshman gym in those close quarters, the heat, and um, you know get a workout in. Yeah, we've seen some big names come back, uh, not just Georgia Tech alumni, but guys who have had a lot of success in the league as well. Everybody loves that freshman mm-hmm. gym when they make it back to Atlanta. Well, uh, BJ, I've heard some stories from that 4 run. Uh, one that has, I think, been told a couple different times from a couple different perspectives is what was the the huddle like before Will Bynum's last shot? I mean, what was the plan and what actually went down? Because he seemed to just kind of <laughs> find a way to get something off. It, it was one of those moments, I think, where, you know, like I said, because we knew each other so well, and it was kind of one of those moments that everybody knew that Will was kind of built for that moment. I mean, he was just that kind of player, just fearless. I mean... Coming from Chicago, being gritty, you know what I mean? (laughs) Just going out there, not being afraid of any moment. And um, I just remember Coach Coach looking around, which he had never done before, and asking us, you know, who do we think should get the ball? Like, everybody pointed at Will. Will. And and I think that was, for sure for him, that's probably one of the biggest moments of of his basketball career. And... um, Hey, and it worked out. No, 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 no question about it. Uh, I'm curious, Marvin Lewis, obviously on staff as, as the CFO here at Georgia Tech, former teammate of yours, uh, how often is that group in touch? I mean, we, I mean, I know guys keep in touch, you know, here and there. Um, I'm sure, you know, people keep in touch with certain people more, mm-hmm, yeah, more yeah. so than, you know, than others. But um, I think the last couple of years having um, – you know, my Hall of Fame induction and then having Jared's the previous year, it was kind of like a big reunion for us. You know, we all got a chance to come back, hang out, you know, um, even after the induction, we go out and hang out. So it's always fun when we get back together. And I think people on the outside, when they see us together, can realize just how close we were. In, in, in Jared Jack's uh, Hall of Fame speech a couple of years ago, he talked about the night before the Kansas game banging on the hotel room doors and waking up coaches and what that that's true yeah that's a true story uh, <laughs> that's definitely a true story it's funny because i was actually you know i was injured mm-hmm. during that time so mm-hmm. i was um in with tim hansen who was our athletic trainer getting treatment and then i hear this noise like coming in the hall and banging and yelling and, <laughs> and what time is this this is i can't remember like the 3 a.m in the morning or something it wasn't that late okay. it wasn't that late no no no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it wasn't that late yeah. but you know it wasn't into the uh it was it was nighttime and um i just remember robert brooks kicking the door open and all of them <laughs> bursting <laughs> You know, yelling. Uh, I can't remember what they were yelling. We were cutting down the nets. Yeah, cutting down the nets. Yeah, yeah. So um, that was, I mean, that's just kind of part of the, um, you know, who we were. So as as far as the 2019-2020 season, you're still getting your feet on the ground. You know, again, just able to announce the hire uh, less than two weeks ago, Mm -hmm. getting all that paperwork through. Can you describe what your role is going to be and and where you think you can make an impact here? Um, You know, I'll, I'll have you know, some day-to-day roles of, um, you know, being that liaison between academics, housing, dealing with things like that. Um, some of the meal planning tickets will be some of my day-to-day. Um, but, you know, I think uh, one of my bigger roles that um, Coach Passner wants me to take on is just kind of being a mentor, you know, to the guys. Um, speaking with them about some of my experiences, just talking to them, you know, as someone who sat in the same seat that they're currently in and know how to deal with all the pressures and, you know, expectations and demands that come with being a student athlete, you know, especially here at this place, which can be pretty demanding, especially academically, but 
at the same time, I think your experience here is is just very unique. And, you know, and that definitely makes you better, you know, going forward. So just sharing some of that stuff with them, man, and helping them work through, you know, some of those emotions and feelings that you get, you know, during the season. Being a young person. Yes, no doubt. You know. It's vulnerable. <laughs> right, right. It's <laughs> right. ups and downs. Right, right. Um, and just, just being able to deal with that, so. Well, in the short term, you guys have a very exciting trip planned to Spain next month. Uh, you played overseas in Europe for, mm-hmm. for close to 10 years. Uh, what type of impact do you think that can have on some of the guys, again, at that their age, you know, late teens, early 20s? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, it, it does give them a chance to to experience firsthand different cultures that, um, you know, they wouldn't experience, they can't experience here. But I think the biggest thing is just when you – you know, travel that way, you're forced to just be around each other all the time. So I think for a team, you know, for a team, especially at a collegiate level, I think it's really important for a team success, you know, how close you are as a group. And I think this trip will definitely help that because you're doing, we're going to be doing everything together, you know, along with playing games, which I think is the, it's not necessarily the most important part of the trip, but just, spending that time with each other and getting to know each other, you know, a lot better. Well, BJ, thanks so much for your time. And uh, the last question I have for you, if I got you a Respect Your Elder t-shirt, you'd, you'd put it on, no questions asked? <laughs> I will wear it. Because now we've got kind of the second layer where it is a little bit a little older yeah, and longer yeah, in the tooth, is. right? I, I don't know how I like that. I don't know how I like that coming. But, hey, you're right, man. Uh, I would definitely wear that. I mean, my son would probably wear it before me. He <laughs> exactly. actually loves that chant. Okay, know. all right. We'll see if we can bring it back a little bit. Well, BJ, right. thanks again, man. Travel safe. Look forward to seeing you around the flats. And, uh Thanks again. All right, no problem. All right, when we come back, we'll hear from Georgia Tech women's basketball coach Blanche Alverson. She gives her latest update from a foreign country. She's coming a long way to join us on From the Flats. On August 22nd, ESPN and the ACC bring you ACC Network. Get closer to the conference home of 15 championship-winning programs with live games, inside access, original content, and analysis. Be in the know all day, every day. Visit GetACCN.com to check availability in your area and demand ACCN. Are you ready for ACCN? We do this. Well, fans, I'm excited to say we are now joined by one of our new assistant women's basketball coaches, Blanche Alverson, a uh, graduate of Buford High School, former Auburn Tiger. And uh, Blanche, uh, this is a pretty special appearance uh, to get you uh, on the podcast this week because uh, where are you coming to us from exactly? I am actually in Bangkok, Thailand. I left a couple days ago and have been here for a few days and watching the 19 and under uh, FIBA World Cup. <laughs> well, how about that? So that's, that's our first international guest here on From the Flats. And uh, Blanche, what are you doing over there specifically? I know uh, the Spanish national team is over there, Norea Hermosa, a uh, future Yellow Jacket, getting a, a look at her and perhaps some other players. Yeah, so I am um, over here watching Norea play. She's an incoming freshman for us. She'll be enrolled in the school in the fall. Um, she comes in August, and she's actually playing for the 19 and under Spanish national team. And um, they are, she's competing against teams from all over. So the U.S. is playing Canada, Spain, Thailand, Germany. They played, they actually played against Germany tonight and they went 3-0 and in their pool play. Um, so it was really, it's been really exciting to see her um, and watch her compete against some of the best talent in the world. Now the women's basketball program uh, clearly has a tradition of, of importing 
a lot of international talent. And uh, on paper, Blanche from Alabama, uh, graduated from Buford High School, played at Auburn. Nothing necessarily screams uh, international recruiting, but that's the role you've taken on within Coach Fortner's staff. Why are you a good fit for that? Um, you know, I think I think for for our staff, um, I I really connect well to, with people from all over. I actually played in Spain for a year um, after I got done playing at Auburn, and um, that's something I've always enjoyed. I love traveling and just love connecting to people all over the world. And um, you know, I had dabbled with it a little bit or started to when I was an assistant coach at USC. And so when we talked about our team and and kind of the makeup of our team. That was something, um, you know, that I was really excited about doing. And, and then we kind of talked about it as a staff. And, and that's kind of, you know, something that I'm going to head up for us um, in that way. And Georgia Tech, clearly with a, a global brand beyond just basketball and athletics. I'm curious, what have your initial impressions been uh, since arriving on the flats? And, and how do they compare to what you might have observed from afar, whether it be in high school, up in Metro Atlanta, or over at, at Auburn? And uh, now as a coach at the collegiate level, how does that compare to what you've seen now in person? Going to high school in the Atlanta area over at Buford um, was very familiar with Georgia Tech and always knew it was a great school. Um, you know, the valedictorian of my high school went to Georgia Tech. So I always knew that it was a very high academic um, institution. And one thing that I didn't realize was just the power of Georgia Tech and around Atlanta and what opportunities can come. Um, from being a student athlete at Georgia Tech and also, you know, the different internship opportunities and just and just how far Georgia Tech reaches. I've just been blown away with the academic support of the athletic department for our student athletes and also just the different opportunities that that Georgia Tech students are are able to have, you know, given and, and just the, the way that that academic support enables and supports them in, in that and helps them achieve what they want to achieve and, and be prepared for what's next after college. Phyllis Labaugh uh, running that academic support does a great job. As far as support, you know, outside the classroom, I think that's been kind of the foundation for Coach Fortner since she's arrived on campus these past couple of months. Uh, a coach you played for over at Auburn, and, and one of the terms uh, she's used and your entire staff has used since arriving has been building intentional relationships. Can you give us an example or an anecdote about ways you and, and the rest of the staff have tried to create those connections uh, among the current team? Um, yeah, I think, I think that when you come into a new, op a new situation and um, you know, where they're getting to know us as a staff and also um, we're getting to know them, I think, I think the biggest thing is just transparency and honesty and being, and being real with them um, and allowing them to see who we are and and um, a couple of years ago, as an assistant coach at USC, I was on a staff that, that walked into a, a, a situation where we were obviously meeting our team for the first time. And I have had that experience in that. And, and one thing that I feel like Coach Fortner's done an outstanding job of is really, really reaching out to our players um, constantly and, and, and spending some time with them and um, just being who she is and having some conversations off the floor, not just coaching and, and you know, bringing them into her office or doing you know, some stuff with some of the, the, the leaders on the team and, and then also making sure that she's spending intentional time with all of them. And um, I think it's gone a long way. And I think that that was something from day one was very important to her was making sure our team remained as intact as possible and, and making sure that relationships going forward um, were important and, and meant a lot. Can you give us an example of, of you know, something that a coach or you've done with some of the current players going out for pizza, catching a movie, discussing music? 
Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that Coach Fortner has been been doing this summer is actually reading a book with a few of our players. And, and that's something that maybe we'll also do with our entire team. But I think that's important that she's not only having them read the book, but she's reading it with them. So she's able to also relate to them, um, you know, on a more personal level that she's actually reading it for the first time with them. And, and so they can have some open discussions and um, get her her feedback on that as well. But there, I think that's a, a, a good way right now that She's also, you know, being intentional with her time and, and showing that those kids that she cares about that. And um, that's been her, her goal from day one is to is to make sure our team is is, um, you know, intact and, and that they're that they feel supported. And also, um, you know, I think it's the success that we have and, and you know, it's going to be a process of of building some trust. And, and that comes with with this time right now and and doing things like she's doing and spending time with them and showing showing them that it's important um, to her and, and, and to our entire staff. So Blanche, thanks so much uh, for being so generous with your time. I know it's uh, literally a world away, about a 10 hour difference uh, over in Bangkok compared to back here in Atlanta. So I'm curious, what's been the highlight uh, away from the basketball floor for your trip to Thailand? Um, one thing that is, has been really, really very cool. Um, I've done the, the tuck tucks. That was a fun experience and, and very, um, a very fast way to travel around, but also kind of dangerous. That was kind of thrilling. What is a tuk-tuk? A tuk-tuk is like a, it's like a motorbike with a carriage on the back, kind of, I guess, is how I would, you would describe it. Like sometimes people, I think back in, I think they used to, they're like, a, it's like a motorcycle, but you're able to have like three people on one. So it just <laughs> okay. is able to weave in and out of traffic and it's like an open thing, but it's a, it's on a, it's a motorbike. <laughs> So what you're telling me is the tuk-tuk is sort of like the bird uh, yeah. over here uh, there in the you States. Go. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Exactly. Well, Blanche, uh, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to having you back here in Atlanta. Enjoy the rest of your trip and uh, can't wait for 2019-2020. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. We'll see you soon. All right. Well, that's Blanche Alverson, women's basketball assistant coach. When we come back, we'll hear from former Yellow Jacket men's tennis star, two-time ACC player of the year, Chris Eubanks, and his work on the pro circuit and professional tennis. This is From the Flats. We are now thrilled to be joined by two-time ACC Player of the Year, one of the uh, best Yellow Jackets to come through the flats on the tennis court in quite some time, Chris Eubanks, uh, pro tennis player, top 200 ranking. He's reached the top 150 already within his first two years out of school and Chris first and foremost uh, how excited are you to be back on campus this week awesome man I'm, I'm extremely excited thank you for having me uh, but every time you come back to the flats it feels pretty special so being able to come back getting back in the same weight room working out at choosing to work out at 6 a.m. as opposed to being told you have to coming back here getting on the course going to the training room everything it, it just brings a sense of home a sense of familiarity and, and I'm excited to be back those things you were forced to do quickly become habits, don't they? Absolutely. Showing up 15 minutes early uh, was a rule that, that, that Kenny you know, put in place probably who knows how long ago. And uh, it was something I always did but never quite understood. Now it's, I find myself showing up 30 minutes early for practice just out of habit now. So it's, it's very, really, really cool to see some of the stuff translate from college to the pros. Well, two ACC Player of the Year awards uh, wrapping up three years as a uh, student athlete here at Georgia Tech, can you kind of give us uh, a summary of what you've been up to the last couple of years as a pro and, and what that's been like and how has Tech prepared you? Yeah, so I officially went pro in October of uh, 2017. 
uh, since then, I think around around my six or seven month mark, I was able to win my first ATP Challenger title um, in singles. So that was pretty special for me, being able to do that and, and, and advance to qualifying at the French Open and Wimbledon, two you know, experiences that I'll never forget, being able to play in a Grand Slam on my own ranking and not needing a wild card. Um, and then going on and securing my first Grand Slam win uh, was at the qualities of the U.S. Open. So all, all of those things, I think, kind of gave, uh, gave me a little bit more experience. So then when 2019 comes around, I ended up qualifying into a Grand Slam for the first time. And then going back to the French Open in Wimbledon, took a tough loss there. Uh, Wimbledon, I actually won, you know, went, went around at Wimbledon. is pretty cool. So won the first round qualifying, lost second round to a really good opponent. Um, but I think I'm starting to gain more and more experience on how how this goes and what you're supposed to do and how you're supposed to do it. So I'm I'm pretty excited for what's in store. How closely have you followed Georgia Tech's men's tennis program since leaving? That uh, sounds like you've been up to an awful lot. Well, yeah, but it's it's not that hard thanks to thanks to you know the social media department. You guys do make it really really easy to be able to keep up with with what's going on. Uh, but also, I still talk with Kenny almost every week at least. Um, I usually can count on a text from him after a match. Uh, so. Those those are the little things that kind of you know keeps me involved. I still have some of my friends that are still where I played with that are still currently on the team and will be on the team next year. So it's very easy to keep in, uh, to keep up with the program that way, um, and then to see that the recruiting class that we have coming in, guys that I've seen come up younger and uh, pretty excited when we were recruiting them, and 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 when they finally you know made the decision the, the commitment to come to Georgia Tech, it just kind of boosted not not only my my pride as a jacket, but my pride as uh, a tennis player, you know, who played here as well. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see what's in store for GT Men's Tennis. Well, speaking of next season, you've talked to, as you said, Kenny Thorne frequently since you left campus. It's hard for him to conceal his excitement about this freshman class arriving this fall for the 2019-2020 season. What do you see from this group? I see, I see four extremely hard workers. I see four very talented tennis players, and I see four guys that really want to get better. I think not only are they very good fits on the court, but they're also very good people, which makes them a very good fit off the court. Um, I, don't think, I don't think we could have found found a better recruiting class. I know our, know our recruiting class, I think it's ranked sixth in the country, sixth but if, in the you're country. Also, if you're also going to include how well they fit the program, I think we might have the best. So I'm really excited. All about cultural fit, right? Exactly, 100%. It's not fun really having players come in, very good players, and then they end up leaving. I think we have four guys who are committed to Georgia Tech and committed to becoming the best versions of themselves, and I think Tech can help them do that. Well, recruiting's been a huge focus and emphasis for Todd Stansbury since he arrived. Men's tennis, their highest ranking in school history, six overall, as you said, second in the ACC. Uh, another uh, aspect of Georgia Tech that has really focused on recruiting has been the football team, Chris. And you, like everyone else, uh, awfully excited to see what Jeff Collins has in store, right? What's it been like to watch that unfold from a distance? Uh, from a distance, it's been really cool. And I think when you get up close and personal, it, it becomes a lot cooler. But being able to just kind of watch the city, and, and not just Georgia Tech and how things work on campus, but to find, be able to talk to people from my high school and saying, you know, people are excited to, about Georgia Tech football. Like our players want to talk to Jeff Collins now, which is something that I don't think um, coming up and, and coming uh, into college, football players that I knew, if they went to Division One schools, they went elsewhere, they, you know, kind of just didn't think that much about Georgia Tech. Now I think Georgia Tech is becoming the, one of the, the primary focuses of some of the top football players in the city, in the state, and I'm hoping across the country. So this is really, really cool. The marketing behind it has been great. I'm, I'm extremely excited to 
I don't know if I'll be at the first game, but I know I'll do my best to try to make as many games as I can. This is, this is a really fun time to be a Jacket. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Miles Sims is a former Westlake former Lion. Former Westlake Lion, yes, so he is. So a high school uh, classmate of yours. Yes. It's got to be exciting to see him transfer back home. A hundred percent. As many Westlake Lions that we can get to come here and <laughs> yeah. all, you know go down this path to become a Yellow Jacket is, is, is pretty remarkable. So I'm excited to see him. Yeah, Lions look good in the white and gold. Well, Chris, thanks so much for stopping by. No and, and for those who want to follow you, what do you got going on these next couple months from a, a tournament and a competition standpoint? So uh, next week I'll be playing a tournament in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, after that, I'll fly out to Aptos, California. We'll go from there to Cincinnati, and then Cincinnati to U.S. Open. That, that's where we're going. Uh, that's where I'm hoping uh, to kind of, you know, let, put my mark down. Um and just kind of use that momentum throughout the rest of the year. So sounds, I'm excited. sounds like a lot of flight time to consume some uh, Georgia Tech podcasts. A lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of Delta Sky miles. Yeah, exactly. That. Well, Chris, thanks again, man. Safe travels. Always a pleasure to see you, and, and I will look out for you this fall. Maybe we can get you to lead the uh, Go Jackets cheer from the field again this I'd year. I'd absolutely love it. Anytime. All right. Well, that'll do it for us. Big thanks to everyone who stopped by, and make sure you stay in, uh, locked in at com for the latest on all things Georgia Tech. This has been another episode of From the Flats. You've been listening to the From the Flats podcast. Be sure to tune into the Georgia Tech IMG Sports Network on game days for live coverage and subscribe to this channel to get the latest news on the Yellow Jackets.